Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon series during this Lenten season is called The Ten Gifts, and what we're doing, as Pastor Brandon kind of mentioned, is looking at the Ten Commandments. Uh, But we're doing it especially with uh, an eye toward the gift of God that lies behind each commandment. And so we started on Ash Wednesday with kind of an overview of God's Word in general, the two main messages, law and gospel, law that shows our sin, gospel that shows our Savior. And now today we're digging into the commandments themselves, starting, of course, with the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. And the catechism explanation that we just said together uh, is Luther's, and he says you should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And it's a good explanation of the commandment, and it's particularly good because it reminds us today that the first commandment is really all about trust. And trust is not an easy thing to come by. Uh, I saw this especially when I used to work on a high ropes course, and uh, uh, it's easy to see that trust is a hard thing to come by. There, it's a great job, and you learn a lot about people. Uh, One of the things I observed very often was when somebody came to the high ropes course for the first time, and by the way, if you don't know what that is, it's like an obstacle course uh, where you sort of walk on wires like a tightrope and that sort of thing. The catch is it's about 30 feet in the air, so it's a little bit unnerving. and, and, and as a result, what happened was sort of regardless of athletic ability, you know, whether somebody had been a football star or hadn't really moved off the couch very much, they, they tended to go very slow as they went through the ropes course the first time. Of course, they'd take really deliberate steps and they'd just slowly and carefully and methodically kind of work their way through. And, and we'd also had these belay devices. Well, what, what happened was you would clip into a cable that was above you, and you'd, you'd bring your belay device along with you. And especially at the beginning, people would be going like this most of the time as they walked along the ropes course. And, and the problem wasn't strength. The problem wasn't endurance. The problem didn't have anything to do with ability. It very simply was because they didn't trust the gear. They didn't trust that they weren't going to fall. And so what they'd do is they'd hold on really tight. And I think somewhere in their brain they were telling themselves, at least I can catch myself on this thing if I fall. Ultimately, their trust was in themselves, at least more than it was in the gear. And I'll tell you, trust in self is one of the easiest things to do, one of the easiest mistakes to make. And the reason is because it gives you the illusion of security. It gives you the illusion of control. You have to dig a little bit into our reading, but it's actually right there in our reading from the book of James today, trusting in ourselves. Listen, this is verse 14. Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So where's trust in self there? Well, here's where it is. Ultimately, if your own desire is someplace that's outside the law of God, In other words, if it's somebody else's stuff or somebody else's body or somebody else's position or somebody else's life, if that's your own desire, then ultimately what you're doing is you're trusting in self above trusting in God. You know why? Because when you place your desire above the law of God, above the commands of God, above what God tells us that we're supposed to do, ultimately you're trusting in yourself more than you're trusting in God. And again, Trust in self can feel really, really good. Self-confidence isn't even necessarily a bad thing, but trust in self ultimately, it can only ever give you the illusion of control or the illusion of satisfaction or the illusion of security. 
Those people on the ropes course for the first time, they were holding on really tight to those little pieces of webbing and, and were thinking, if I fall, at least I can grab onto that. That's just the illusion of security. Being able to hold yourself up on something like that only really happens in the movies. It's the illusion of security. And what you find out is that that security is an illusion when everything comes crashing down around you. And it always does. It always does whenever you trust in anything that isn't God. It all falls apart. There's always a fall coming. Whether it's in this life or whether it's at the moment of death when you misplaced your trust, there is always a fall in your future. During that time that I worked on the ropes course, we'd go rock climbing a lot after work. And uh, one day I finished work and there wasn't really anybody around except for this one guy. uh, And he went by Eagle. I don't actually know what his real name was. Uh, But I didn't know him too well. I knew he'd climbed a little bit. uh, And so I said, hey man, you want to go climbing after work? He said, sure. So we met at his car. And uh, what I found out when we met at his car is that he had also invited along this girl that he kind of liked. And I should have (laughs) known... at that point, that this was not a good idea. But we went anyway, we got out to the rock, I started leading up the first client, and if I'm honest, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. It was a little bit too hard for me, a little bit too difficult, and the really scary part was, as I was kind of making my way up this sort of tough uh, section at the beginning of the climb, I heard something that was really unnerving, and that was Eagle talking to this girl behind me, and I thought, man, I hope he's, he's belaying me. I hope he's also paying attention to what I'm doing. And I got through that thought before my foot slipped. And I fell, and he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, and I was okay. Luckily, I wasn't very far up the climb, and luckily he did figure out what was going on before anything really bad happened. But I did bump around a little bit more than I probably should have, and it taught me something. It taught me that when trust is misplaced, there is always a fall. And idols are a lot like that too. See, when your idol is yourself, when you bite off more than you can chew, or when your idol is anything else in your life that is not God and therefore not ultimately trustworthy, there is always a fall in your future because when we trust those things to catch us, they're always going to let us down. Every time, the things that we desire, James says it this way, the things that we desire, they give birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. That's how James talks about it. And what he means is this, ultimately, misplaced trust will kill you. Misplaced trust will kill you. Because idols, they always take, they never, ever, ever give. And when you build your life around something that is temporal, something that isn't God, what's going to happen is it will take away from you whatever you're trying to get from it. If you're trying to get happiness, you'll end up miserable. If you're trying to get wealth, you'll end up impoverished. If you're looking for purpose, you will realize that if there's nothing eternal, nothing after this life, and the things you're trusting in are not eternal, the things you're looking for purpose in are not eternal, if that's the case, you will realize that everything is ultimately meaningless. And when you take your last breath, your idols will all abandon you. Every time, misplaced trust always leads to a fall, and misplaced trust will kill you. So don't be deceived. 
That's what James says in James chapter 1. Don't be deceived. God is always there. God will not abandon. God will catch you every single time. James says it this way. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Every good and perfect gift. One of the reasons we know that God is trustworthy is because he proves himself to be trustworthy every minute of every day. Every good thing in our lives is ultimately from him. God loves to provide for his people. And God provides all things, even the things that are so basic to our lives that we don't even know that they're happening. I was in this pre-surgery visit not too long ago, and that kind of hit home for me in this pre-surgery visit. If you've had surgery before, you, you know that what happens is everybody comes and talks to you before the surgery, right? The, the doctors come in, the nurses come in, everybody comes to talk to you. So in this particular visit, uh, the anesthesiologist came in and was talking to the person I was visiting, and he kind of walked through what was going to happen during the surgery, and he said something that stood out to me that made me kind of go, whoa, because I'd never heard it put this way before. He goes, and then we'll take control of your breathing. And I went, and I don't think I showed it on my face, but I went, man, that is a lot of trust to have in somebody else. And I processed that for a minute or two, and then it dawned on me that having your breathing in somebody else's hands is not unique to surgery. It happens all the time. Every minute of every day, every good and every perfect gift comes from God. Job says it this way in Job 12.10. He says, in whose hand is every living thing and all the breath of all mankind. Or Paul says it this way. You might know this one. Paul from Acts 17. He says, in him we live and move and have our being. God is proving himself trustworthy right now in your life. You know why? Because even his breathing is in your hands. Whether it's happening in your brain like it usually does or whether it's happening in the hands of the surgeon, it is all always in God's hand. In fact, most of you have probably taken between 120 and 180 breaths since I started preaching. And every single one of them, Every last one was in the hands of the God of all creation. That's a God who's trustworthy. But I'll tell you, there's no place to see God as trustworthy better than the cross. No place better than the cross. Because idols will all leave you, but God is with you always. Idols only take, but God always gives. Idols will kill you, but God dies for you. The death and the resurrection of Jesus, it shows us something about who our God is. It shows us that our God's love, it is steadfast, and it is sacrificial, and it is solid ground when everything else shatters. Because, see, a God who loves you enough to die for you gives you something to trust in that is trustworthy and also gives you something that nothing else in all the world can give you. And he overcomes something, too, that nothing else can overcome, and that's death itself. He gives you ultimate security. I heard it put this way once. There was this pastor who uh, uh, had a young lady who was part of his congregation, and this particular young lady was a college student. She was graduating uh, in the near future, and she decided that what she was going to do after graduation was she was going to take this opportunity to go on a year-long mission trip that, that could even be extended past that, so maybe even longer. 
And her parents, when her parents found out, were absolutely furious about this whole thing. And, and they tried and tried to tried to talk, to her out, talk her out of it, but her mind was made up. They wanted her to go to graduate school. So, so one Sunday after church, they pulled the pastor aside. And, and they said to the pastor, you know, they tried to get the pastor to talk her out of it and to, to get her to go to graduate school. And in the course of that conversation, the pastor said, why is it that you want her so badly to go to graduate school? And the parents answered this. They said, she needs to go to graduate school so that she can have some security. And what the pastor said was this. He said, let me get this straight. All of us are, are on this ball that's spinning and spinning and flying through space at thousands of miles per hour. And, and if we don't collide into something, we're also, all of us, individually standing on this little trap door that at the time of our death opens, and underneath that trap door is going to be the ever-loving, eternal hands of God or nothing. And what we need for security is graduate school? <laughs> the point is this. The only security that there truly is is in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Because if there is nothing after this life, you're just biding your time until everything falls apart, until it all falls out from under you. But Jesus delivering us from death means that he saved us from the one thing that nobody else and nothing else can. That's why he is the only object that is truly and ultimately worthy of our trust because he loves his people. He loves delivering his people. He loves being a God you can trust. And by the way, he loves bringing you to that trust as well. And trust changes everything else in your life. It's not just something for your death way, way far in the future. It changes everything else in your life too. Something else I'd notice on those ropes courses is there were people who would do the, the ropes course more than once while they were there. And the first time, they'd be like this. But the second time, not so much. And the third time, it was almost like they were kind of running through the obstacles. It was very different. And the difference was they learned to trust the gear. They learned to realize that they weren't going to fall. And when you can trust, you can also thrive. You see this in little ways in your life. You know, if you've got a boss who you can trust, you're better at work. If you've got parents you can trust, you're better at life. If you've got friends you can trust, you are better at relationships. And all that stuff is just little small life examples of the bigger picture, the most important thing. When you have a God you can trust, you can thrive. When you have a God who you can trust, and when your life is properly aligned by the word and by the sacraments to him, things aren't necessarily easy. The ropes course wasn't easy for those people after they'd been up there a time or two. It still wasn't easy. But when you can trust when you know that you're not going to fall, and when you know that if you do, what's underneath you is the loving and nail-scarred hands of the eternal God, then in everything in your life, you can thrive too. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds, keeping them steadfast in Christ Jesus. Amen.